A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fiji's footballers eye history, Oceania's top weightlifters descend on New Caledonia, and the Cook Islands ramp up preparations for next month's Rugby World Cup qualifier. But first, Auckland City have qualified for another FIFA Club World Cup after defeating Amicale FC in the Oceania Champions League Grand Final. Tied one apiece after the first leg in Port Vila, Amical defender Colin Marshall had a penalty saved after City skipper Ivan Vissilic brought Sandy Issa down in the box. But the Vanuatu club hit the front just before half-time when Kenzie Tangis headed past goalkeeper Tamati Williams. Ryan DeVries slotted home the equaliser midway through the second spell before Emiliano Tade struck a dramatic late winner three minutes from the end to make it 2-1 on the day and 3-2 on aggregate. With his side trailing at the break, the City coach Ramondre Bulic told OFC TV it was important to keep their heads up. I think it's just about belief, you know, belief in what we're doing. We had created quite a few chances in the first half. Unfortunately, we didn't score them, you know. Sometimes these games are, are not really tactical. They are more just uh, heart and uh, guts, <laughs> you know what I mean, and going right to the end, you know. And, and again, they, they win exactly the same thing. So I think, you know, we, we were the lucky team. We scored that goal. It was a great goal from Tade. And for me, all the, all the credit goes to our players. They, they're unbelievable. And Macaulay football coach Nathan Hall was proud of his players' effort but says Vizilic should have been sent off. They get a man down to 10 men with, with 60 minutes to go and it's a different ball game. We're on top and I thought today we could have got a few more past them. So it was a very good campaign. I think you saw the two best teams in the final. Um, we gave them a great match here today and uh, yeah, just a lot of emotions at the moment, disappointment, anger because, as I said, I felt it was a red card, but that's football, I guess. We're going to move on and... And uh, congratulations to Auckland City. Auckland's fourth consecutive O-League title also comes with a winner's cheque for half a million US dollars. They will represent Oceania at the Club World Cup to be played in Morocco in December. Fiji is hoping that home advantage will play into their hands in the Oceania Under-20 Football Championship, which kicks off on Friday. With New Zealand hosting next year's World Cup, six countries are vying to join the Junior All-Whites in the tournament main draw. The Fiji team have just returned from a tour of New Zealand that coach Ravanesh Kumar says put them in good stead for kickoff. We had two matches against the junior all-whites, uh, which gave us a lot of idea about uh, our team, the weaknesses and the strengths of our team. And uh, this is a unique opportunity at the under-20 level, of course, with New Zealand hosting the World Cup next year. It means that Oceania gets a second team, which is you know, very rare for a Pacific Island side to, to get that chance to be at a World Cup like this. So uh, sort of, I guess, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in a way. Our lifetime opportunity is now or never. Our greatest opponents in Oceania level is in New Zealand, and, and now we see New Zealand is not India. So this is one of the greatest opportunities uh, Oceania countries have, and Fiji is on advantage of being playing at home. Do you think that adds pressure as well, or do you think that's something your team will handle well? I would say both ways, because some, some fans are crazy too. Negative criticisms sometimes are very harming. 
but on the other hand, when we see the boys, uh, they are they are just 18 and 19 year old, so they will be needing support from the parents and the friends around. So I I hope we have a good crowd and good friend fan support in the stadium from this week. And uh, all your squad are they all based living in Fiji? We have uh, two players from New Zealand uh, just joining us last week. They are our, our players, and one of the players have played for Fiji in the 17 uh, year before last. And the other one is playing in New Zealand. Now he was in Fiji. He went to New Zealand a couple of years ago. We have brought two players from New Zealand too. And uh, obviously uh, you've got uh, four other teams that want to take that spot as well. American Samoa, oh sorry, five other teams. American Samoa, New Caledonia, PNG, Solomons and Vanuatu. Uh, what do you know and what do you make of your opponents? We are playing American Samoa first, uh, but we would say we will take uh, each opponent one by one. And all the opponents will be will not be easier, as, as they know the chances of qualifying for the World Cups is greater this time. So we will not take any or any team lighter. Every team will be our greatest opponent. What sort of football can we expect from Fiji? Uh, we will try to do our best uh, during the tournament and come out victors. We hope our boys do not panic and do not uh, commit a lot of errors. The teams which will commit a lot of errors and they are the teams which are going to suffer. So we hope for the best from our boys. That's the Fiji under-20 football coach Ravanesh Kumar. Some of the world's top weightlifters will line up in New Caledonia next week at the Oceania Championships in Mont d'Or in the final major hit-out before the Commonwealth Games. The Oceania region skipped the World Championships in October last year but impressed at the Commonwealth Champs in November winning four gold, three silver and two bronze medals in the senior divisions. The General Secretary of the Oceania Weightlifting Association and Director of the Oceania Institute, Paul Coffer, says there's plenty to look forward to. The super heavyweight category, uh, we have Ita de Tenemo, who lost uh, gold on a body weight. Would you believe it? He weighed 151 and uh, the Australian weighed 150 kilos, so he lost a gold medal on the body weight. He's there to uh, try and, uh, and secure his his gold medal, the Canadian uh, super heavyweight, does as much as the ITER and the Australians. Uh, that would be a world-class uh, tournament, and uh, and ITER is preparing uh, very well for the Oceanian Championships. Unfortunately, Diamond Kelly, a gold medalist, uh, is not going to make it, so he's going to leave everything to the to Glasgow. Stephen Curry in the 94 kilo class, he will face uh, Simpies from Australia. He's a, uh, a gold medalist from uh, Delhi, so Stephen Curry, who's ranking number one in the Commonwealth from Papua New Guinea, the 21-year-old kid, he's got um, a major tournament coming up next weekend anyway, and, uh, and many other categories. Uh, we, we're happy to have this Elio Pallone from um, Samoa, she's uh, competing also, gold medalist from Delhi, and many other top lifters, they're all here, with the exception of uh, Diamond Kelly, I would say that every lifter competed in Delhi will be here. Last year before the mini-games, you talked about that as being another stepping stone towards Glasgow, and of course now we've got the Oceanias. You must be really looking forward to that event. Obviously there was gold medals four years ago in Delhi with, as you say, Ali Opilonga among others, and in many ways Mary has you know, taken over her mantle in the last few years, and there's plenty of other young talents coming through. Uh, you know, How excited are you about yeah. what could happen in Glasgow? I'm convinced that the Pacific will pull about six gold medals which is fantastic. On, on top of it, you know, you've got Australia and New Zealand uh, there. Um, so the Oceanian region uh, looks very, very good for Glasgow. But it won't be easy. Talking about Ella Bologna, she's got the Nigerian super, uh, super heavy, uh, or we call it super heavy, but 75 kilo plus. 
and she's done much more than Ella. So Ella is not going to be easy for Ella to win gold. On the other hand, we've got Mario Bologna from uh, Samoa, who has a, a great chance of pulling uh, the 75 kilo category. The two sisters from Papua New Guinea, you've got um, two, three lifters ranking number one in the Commonwealth. Uh, one is Stephen Curry, uh, 21 year old. Uh, the other one is Digatua. She won a silver in uh, 2006. Uh, she didn't compete in 2010. Uh, she was married, having children, and she's making a comeback. She's ranking number one in the 53. Um, we have also the 62 kilo class for men. That's really something. That's possibly the highlight of the Commonwealth Games in weightlifting. You have um, a Paul Lapour from uh, Tuvalu. Um, is ranking number one. So is. Uh, Neville Johanne from Samoa, equal on that. And we got now the young uh, Morea uh, Baru from uh, Papua New Guinea. So we got medals in there for the Commonwealth, for the Pacific to grab. We have a um, David Katatua in 105 kilos and the Tavio Pelone from uh, Samoa. So we've got another chance for gold in there. So we are really looking well for the Commonwealth. No question on that. No question. In fact, um, uh, I think um, Australia will struggle to win a gold at these games for the first time since uh, 1950 um, when the Commonwealth Games uh, weightlifting started. And uh, New Zealand's got a good chance to pull a gold medal in the 85 kilo class with, with Richard Patterson. He's ranking number one. But at the same time, we have a Canadian lifter the same way. It is good. It looks really good uh, for the Pacific uh, region um, at this stage, we... And, uh, Paul, with a couple of months or just under that to go until the Games, uh, where do you still see room for improvement from some of these uh, lifters? What what are, you, what are you looking for at these championships in Numea? Look, uh, um, uh, I mean, uh, with two months to go, there's not very much improvement you can do in weightlifting. Uh, it takes uh, four or five years to push yourself. And the last two months, all you've got to do is keep your fitness and your strength there, and there's not much you can do. Unfortunately, you can't go to a shop and buy extra strength. You know, the, the work is done and whatever they got, they've just got to hold on to it and, uh, and make sure that no injuries will come. I must say, uh, I've been to eight Commonwealth Games and I would say that this possibly be the best for our region. The preparation has been phenomenal. And I think the lifters at the Institute will certainly uh, show up at these games. Uh, and if you include there a couple of Samoans, the top lifters, and one or two uh, Australians and New Zealanders, you'll find that this region will uh, be the most successful uh, region at the Commonwealth Games in sports. We will pull more medals than any other sport. That's Paul Coffer from the Oceania Weightlifting Association. Meanwhile, the championships also double as a Youth Olympic qualifier. The Cook Islands have named their squad for next month's Rugby World Cup qualifier against Fiji in Lautoka. Fifteen of the 24-strong team are based in New Zealand, with seven from Australia, one in Japan, and captain Stan Wright, who plays in the French second division. The Cook Islands qualified for the winner-takes-all clash by winning last year's Oceania Cup in Port Moresby, and head coach Barry George says it's been all go ever since. Yeah, a lot of um, more names have come across my desk, and and made themselves available. So it's a lot stronger, I think, than the side that we took to Papua New Guinea. Obviously, it was put together from a lot of New Zealand good club players. This has sort of taken the standard another level. So pretty happy. There's some good uh, experience up front with um, 
obviously Captain Stan Rock, he'll be heading back from France to lead the boys again, and Francis Smith um, and played ITM with Tasman. Um, you know, we've got a few boys from Brisbane that are playing in a pretty decent Brisbane comp over there, and a few ex-ITM boys um, in the side. Daniel Devereux, ex-North Harbour um, halfback and New Zealand 19's halfback, made himself available. So, yeah, some nice steps with Joel um, Rapana, who played for the Reds in 2012. So, there's, you know, there's a spattering across of experience and played at a high level that'll carry the rest of the boys through. How much of it was you guys searching out and finding players, and were there many that approached you guys? Um, we've had a couple approach us, really. The, um, through the Cook Islands community, it was finding out who's, who's eligible and um, where they're from, and then putting the word out that we're on, the, we're on the hunt for the highest standard we can. I think I started last year with a, given an A4 sheet of paper with about 40 names on. Now I've probably got a Excel spreadsheet with 200 names on it with contacts and, and everything available. So hit a few walls around uh, some with eligibility and player agents and probably franchises not being overly supportive of guys putting their hands up. Um, been a bit in the press about that lately and we've we had a few walls on that and probably missed out on a couple of boys because of it. But now it's a matter of getting off the job and making this team the best it can be. Because if they opt to declare for the Cook Islands and play in this game, that locks them in, doesn't it? It would lock them in one country, only country, so that it would rule out any black jersey down the road. But um, yeah, the stumbling seemed to be more around provincial and um, and franchise contracts. Um, there is eligibility clauses available, but I think um, some people put that in the too hard basket, even though you know we've had some really good support from Rob Nickel and the Players Association. And no player in New Zealand has ever been turned down on that um, criteria before. And then the mentioned too, I suppose all these Cook Island boys all travel on New Zealand passports, so. Um, yeah, it's a little bit frustrating, but in the end, we're just going to get on with it now. We're pretty happy with the side we've named. You know, some of these boys are up and comers. The Irish Sewer brothers, um, you know, Chris at prop and um, and Kimmy as a as a lock. Lucy have both just been named in the North Harbour ITM warm up squads games for this year. So there's some quality there. And uh, in terms of your build up, you've also got a couple of matches lined up there against Thames Valley and the Blues development sides. Uh, Obviously, your opponents, Fiji, as as tough as they are in their own right, they've got matches against Italy coming up, as well as the uh, Nations Cup matches against uh, Samoa and Tonga. So uh, the uh, difference between those build-ups is pretty stark. Um, do, do you still feel you guys are going to be ready come June 28th? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, Fiji's got the ideal build-up with three, uh, three home tests in Italy, Samoa and Tonga. Um, compared to us, it's... When we put a side out against Thames Valley, it'll be the first time the Cook Islands have been together since Papua New Guinea. So um, it hasn't been um, very helpful for a program, but what we've been able to put together, they both games, um, Thames Valley and the Blues development, are very early in our in our two-week build-up. We come to camp on the Friday night and play on the Monday night and then the Wednesday. So um, we'll put a couple of days coaching into them and, and get them up to speed to actually put a team on the field. And that'll be based around playing how we want to play Fiji. We're not out there to you know, go and throw the ball around willy-nilly and, and just play a game because of the Cook Island side. We'll be working towards our ultimate goal of Fiji. Um, and most of the coaching, I think, will come after those two games once we've assessed what we've um, what we've got and, and, and what we need to work a hell of a lot more on. Indeed. And, and, and what did the team learn in Papua New Guinea? And obviously this is a very tough challenge ahead of you. So what chance do you give yourself? The Papua New Guinea was an experience in itself. It brought the team pretty close together. And there's a, you know, there's a core of boys that we're up there. Um, culture is a big part of it. And so, um, you know, the two weeks together will bring us very close with one goal in mind, you know, so we'll be pretty focused. Like I say, we just don't need to get too tied up in the hype of, of the fact that it's, it's Fiji um, and a World Cup qualifier. We'll be playing 
to one specific plan to play against their style, which we've you know, done a lot of study on, to be fair, and we'll be doing continuous study after that as they play their three games and we get footage of it. Either or, regardless of what happens, it's you know it's Cook Islands rugby in the spotlight and it's certainly provided a boost uh, in, in many ways. Yeah, and you look at through the names and, and the players there, there's some real quality around. There's Cook Island boys all through the Super 15 that we obviously didn't have access to. Um, but it is, it's about the Cook Islands developing a rugby programme that we can put put these boys up together um, a hell of a lot more and actually create a programme. Um, and that would entice more boys, obviously, um, and give us a chance to, to up our world ranking. You know, it gets a little bit frustrating sitting here in, in the Pacific and... Um, seeing all these countries that are ranked ahead of you on a world table and, you know, you sort of know the standard of world rugby and we know we'd be able to put sides together. We're going to knock probably half of those above us over. Uh, but we just don't get the opportunity through lack of games and obviously that comes down to funding and the ability to take the boys away on tours. That's the Cook Islands rugby coach Barry George. Meanwhile, the Samoa Rugby Union says it will continue to press for an All Blacks test match in the Pacific despite being turned down several times. New Zealand Rugby confirmed last week that the All Blacks will play an international against the United States in Chicago in November. The All Blacks have never played a test in Fiji, Samoa or Tonga. And the New Zealand Rugby boss Steve Chu says there are still no plans to change that any time soon. The Samoa Rugby Union Chief Executive Officer Fred Amor says they've asked and been knocked back in the past but will continue to keep trying. He says even if it doesn't happen in the next few years, it probably will happen eventually. And that's the Warden Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.